welcome to Spiritful Wanderings. In this episode, Courtney and I explore the essence and layers of generosity. I invited my dear friend Selena Tumbach to join in this conversation and infuse her deeply grounded wisdom in this realm. As I suspected it would, our conversation revealed multiple beautiful insights surrounding generosity. Selena has been bathed in a culture of generosity from an early age. I hope you enjoy our conversational wanderings as much as Courtney and I did. For me, I grew up in a religious community that was really connected to the spiritual truths in their religion. And people were really authentically trying to like uncover the deeper meanings to the religious teachings and the messages. And they were really trying to authentically live holy lives. And I was just really blessed to be brought up in that community. And so I was surrounded by by these families who were just honestly trying every day to love each other and to be kind and to be generous and to be open-hearted. And, and I think it can absolutely happen in communities and they don't necessarily have to be religious mm-hmm. or spiritual. I've seen it happen here, like in our little homeschooling community, just that like when, we've, when we can create these bubbles mm-hmm. um, and it doesn't even have to be like super intentional, like, you know, we have to even talk about it, but just where we kind of can create these bubbles of love and support and trust, all of a sudden, like things just like fall away and people can just step into that being of mm. who we really are you know, away from all the messaging that maybe like the, the world out there gave us. Oh, you described so beautifully what I feel like we've tried to create in unschooling our children and creating mm. a community that way. Mm-hmm. Um, I think one of the hardest parts when you decide I'm going to create a community and we're, we're going to base it on these values of, mm. you know, connecting to the life force energy and having it flow through us and having that be generous and um, then integrating that into society. And, and you do that so mm-hmm. well in your life, Selena, because you've mm, got, thanks. yeah, I love that you create a community um on a micro and a macro scale. It's like there's all these layers Mm. to your community. It's in your home with all your children and the woofers that stay with you and um, the extended family. Like you've got family members from many generations that Mm. live with you. Uh, You've got a store and a farming business in your community that is basically linking and it's like your generosity has just grown over the years that I've known you to incorporate what you have on the inside on that root level and mm. all these spheres and spirals out into your community. And yeah, I just really appreciate how you managed to do that because I found it hard. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. I, I found it hard when we tried living in a community. What I felt like happened 
was we were all able to kind of be together and focus on each other. And maybe that was because we were just starting out. But I yes. felt like the flow that I had in relating and being uh, generous with my community was cut off from being mm. there. So mm. just the fact that you've surmounted what I see as a hurdle there is mm. really exciting to me mm. and also I'm sorry I'm hogging the mic right now no not at all but I I love that you, how you explain how you were raised and mm-hmm. what I'm wondering and maybe you want to speak to this Courtney if you have an idea do you think that if someone's raised as how Selena describes that generosity is really entrained in that person in such a way that it's just easier for them <laughs> to be mm-hmm. generous it was mm-hmm. modeled like the, mm-hmm. it was mm-hmm. authentically modeled because mm-hmm. me growing up was it was not so much that it was much mm-hmm. more your standard mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. yeah I mean <clears throat> I mean if I could speak to that I think of it makes me think about my childhood and um what generosity looked like and I certainly grew up in a home where love was a value and like love and spirituality not connected to a particular hmm, spiritual belief necessarily but that that was held as a really big value and I definitely watched my parents be community minded but I also can feel um, where without that bigger community of holding it's almost like that energy didn't know how or where mm-hmm. to land. And mm-hmm. so for mm-hmm. me, like that was really nurtured in me. But I kind of had this feeling of like being in my community and not really knowing how to move it in that con- mm-hmm. context. And it's been really healing for me to now live here in the Slocan Valley and starting to experience that flow of energy in community. And mm-hmm. it's almost like that seed was watered in me. But now I'm actually getting to see what happens when the landscape around me is responsive to it and is mm-hmm. meeting it. And um, I'm really watching that in my women's group, actually. It's been really neat to watch as we deepen. But I loved what you said there, Selena, about <clears throat> almost like as we drop in and as we can allow these layers to peel off like naturally that is what's going to happen because I've been watching Mm -hmm. that in my women's group yeah as like we've Mm. as we've sunk in more and there's more safety there's this natural Mm -hmm. like it's so easy to start to see each other and to see what each other's needing and then there's this natural Mm -hmm. like but when I think about that container I also think about there's lots of resource available in the field too that like almost allows for that continual flow Mm-hmm. And I'm watching it kind of spill for me. What I receive in that container then spills from me yes. in the rest of Outwards. my life, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think, whoa, mm-hmm. it's only because of this circle mm-hmm. that I actually have this much to give. And so, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm wondering if you can speak to any of that, Selena, or yeah, how that lands absolutely. in you. Mm-hmm. I think it's really like it's ripples, right? Like mm-hmm. it just starts as something really small Uh, it can just be just a little small group that can slowly build in trust Mm 
Trust. And you, yes. I think trust is really key. So like, key. You have mm-hmm. to trust that you have enough to give. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That if you give, you won't be left hurting. Mm-hmm. That you can give and um, you'll still be okay. Mm-hmm. You know, you can even maybe even give more then you can <laughs> and you'll still be okay. Like there's so much trust involved and just trust in life that that even if I give this away, something will still come back and I will still be taken care of. And I think the best place for that trust to start is really small. And a, a, like a women's group is a beautiful place. I think probably my community here probably started out much like that um withholding mother blessings for each other when we Mm. were pregnant Mm -hmm. you know and here we are in this super vulnerable stage of life and we gather together as women and we sing to each other and put pretty flowers in our hair and Mm. share words of encouragement and then promise to help each other out when that baby comes right and bring food to each other and help out with other kids if there are. And I think that that just slow, that, that one little simple thing just slowly rippled out into the other areas of our community, right? Because we knew we could trust mm-hmm. each other and take care of each other in that way. Mm-hmm. I sure felt that when I met you. Mm-hmm. I remember when we met Selena the first time. I just had this immediate feeling in my heart of, oh, these are our people. (laughs) And it was just so wonderful because they're so welcoming. I mean, the first place we were at with a big party that they're hosting at their house and all these lovely souls and just good feelings all around. It's just sort of a way of life, I sense, for you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, like I, it was definitely where I, where both my husband and I came from. The communities that we grew up in were just really like that, and it's just second nature. But there's another part of it too, Courtney. You mentioned the word landscape, and that's that's been occurring to me recently too. I I really feel there's this deep nature connection part. Mm. And I feel like when you look at plants and you look at the earth and you really observe what the earth is doing for us, like every day, all the time, Mm -hmm. you know, like I go outside and the snow is sparkling and it's just like, it's like sunbursts in my heart, you know, just, and the deep blue of the winter sky just like floods me with this serenity Hmm. or if it's summer I go out to my garden or out for a walk in the forest even better right and there's like wild strawberries and beautiful wildflowers and the Mm -hmm. sweet smell of the forest and it's just always there and it's always giving Mm -hmm. and even when we're so ungrateful even when we're so rude <laughs> and like unthankful yes. and not even that, but just like awful, you know, like disrespectful 
and and harmful it still loves us mm-hmm. and and they still give to us and they're always there with their berries and their sweet smells and their beautiful days and i feel like when people i mean i don't know for sure but i feel like there's this piece where like when you can connect to the landscape when you when you have the space and the opportunity to really sink in and connect with the earth that's one of the main lessons mm-hmm. is that it's okay to give and it's right to give mm-hmm. and and um that we are interconnected mm. like there's this interconnectivity in nature you know where where things affect each other mm-hmm. like plants affect each other you can grow certain plants together and they help each other you know like squash beans and corn the three sisters if we plant them together they all do better because they're connected and it's the same with us like if i help you it's also helping me mm-hmm. we depend on each other and what's good for you is good for me what's good for one person is good for the whole community if i go out of my way to bring supper to the mama who just had her baby it's not just good for her it's good for the whole community of friends mm-hmm. yeah and it's almost like it's good for the whole world mm-hmm. <laughs> it feels like what you're talking about which is funny because this is what came to mind for me as soon as generosity was mentioned so i love that you went there is um sacred reciprocity and mm-hmm. something that um you know i've done lots of different journeys in shamanism and teachings and the very first teaching is always um offering gratitude to the earth you know like it's like that's the first it's like the first thing you do is thank you you know Mm -hmm. thank you and and giving something to the earth tobacco Mm -hmm. or cornmeal and Mm -hmm. this this understanding that it's actually in us being generous and making offerings of food or whatever it is to the Mm -hmm. earth prayers song um, that we're kind of like entering the dance. It's like the exactly. minute the minute we like make that offering, we're mm-hmm. we're jumping into the dance mm-hmm. and we're saying, "Hey, I want to play. I want to play this mm-hmm. beautiful flow of energy." And I remember this really beautiful teaching when I was in Peru, <clears throat> where they the medicine people said, you know the spirits and the energy is like right there waiting and it just wants to like Mm -hmm. give you so much and Mm -hmm. but then but there it's interesting that it's actually first your own generosity that and acknowledgement that allows them to show up even more Mm um and and the acknowledgement it's like then they can love and vibrate you even more and um, mm-hmm. this interconnected dance. So I was really feeling that in what you were speaking and mm-hmm. just this never ending love from the mother, mm-hmm. the mother mm-hmm. earth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, I think if we, sorry, I think if we can, um, if we can look to nature, mother earth as our, sacred scripture and as our teacher 
that's what the lesson is. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's lots of lessons, but that's that's one of the big ones. Mm -hmm. It's the sacred, sacred um, interconnectedness. Yeah, and it was interesting. Like when I when I'm going to share something is when I was first told the topic of generosity. I noticed, and this can happen to me sometimes with gratitude too, where I instantly get a little bit like, I go into a little bit of a shame. <laughs> like that's mm. like my instinct is I go into shame. And then I have to like feel into that. Like, what is that? <clears throat> mm-hmm. And something that I've really, my experience in that dance has often been like a feeling of not giving enough. Mm. Like, <laughs> even though this is so interesting because my whole work is service. Like recently mm-hmm. somebody was getting to know me, they're like, like 95% of what you do is service. Mm-hmm. But it's funny how like in that, somehow in my being, I can have this feeling of how could I ever give enough? Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, and I'm just curious about that place and if anybody mm-hmm. else finds that inside and um yeah yeah absolutely yeah I would just to share a little story often I would go out to the woods and I'd be like telling the trees like I'm just so sorry that I'm not giving enough and the trees would always mm-hmm. be like Courtney <laughs> we've we've got this <laughs> mm-hmm. we like um you can just receive because <laughs> mm-hmm. I'd be out there feeling like I wanted to give so much mm-hmm. just wondering how that lands in each of you in your journey of receiving or giving or yeah it definitely speaks to me I um I struggle with all with those feelings as well both um I'm not doing enough you know like I think like just there's just such a whole world of need and sometimes I feel like everywhere I look there's just such deep need in in people and in the earth and and um, there's just no end to to how much is needed to be done Mm-hmm. And and how much love and how much care is needed, and then I've also struggled with the other side of of the same thing where um, I've struggled with giving too much mm-hmm. and burning out <clears throat> and um, overextending myself, saying yes to every every um every hand that reached out towards me mm-hmm. and you know at the end of the day i still have five kids who need me too mm-hmm. <laughs> you know and and i'm and i'm strung out because i've given too much and for me it's kind of a lifelong search for knowing where my boundaries are and growing up in a family with addiction Mm -hmm. I didn't learn boundaries naturally very well Um, and then I think also 
the Christian culture that I was raised in, there's so much emphasis on on helping Mm -hmm. and giving Mm -hmm. and serving. I mean, it's just like, it's like just over and over. It's every mass, every every scripture reading, every meditation, it's just about love one another, just love, give. Like Mother Teresa is, uh, of Calcutta, one, one of our uh, major saints, is famous for saying, give until it hurts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you, give, you give some more and then you give until it hurts. <laughs> and I've been there and I've given until it's hurt, until it's hurt a lot. Mm-hmm. And so for me, as like I think a lot of Christians struggle with like is it okay to say no sometimes (laughs) yes Yes. just like I think um people in this in like um care in care work like nurses and social workers and you know like just people teachers and people that are really in service work that can be a big thing Mm -hmm. so how do you find I, I mean I'm just curious because my experience is so different. Like I grew up an only child, kind of latchkey kid, and my parents were all about them what they needed to pay their bills and make their retirement mm-hmm. healthy. And you know, um, it, it's not that they weren't generous people, but it wasn't a priority value in our home. And I mean, my whole life has been just trying to figure out how I can trust myself to give and to get into that flow mm-hmm. uh, with because I'm very protective of my boundaries of mm-hmm. what if mm-hmm. I don't have enough energy to continue mm-hmm. this project or to give. Um, so I find there's like this deep longing in my heart to give, but I'm always hesitant because I'm like, I don't really know how. How do you do this? So it's me taking really little baby steps, like you said, Mm -hmm. you know, show up for um, dinner somewhere and bring something (laughs) or, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, Mm -hmm. like really Mm -hmm. small things. But I've learned from being out here so much about generosity where we live because it's a completely different culture here in the Sokam Valley and, Mm -hmm. and the culture that you've created, Selena. So when you're in the place of overgiving and I mean I can imagine that that feels um, like a weight on your shoulders like how do you set boundaries to ensure that that flow like is it that you need to go out and say hey I need someone to give to me I need some giving I need to receive from some people are you actively looking to receive the inflow mm. so that you can, you know, how it, mm. just curious about how that looks. Mm. Yeah, it's a work in progress. <laughs> 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 I don't really know. Yeah. It's, it's just, uh, it's an area I'm really just kind of exploring and playing with, you know, and just trying to feel in my body mm-hmm. what my body saying trying to instead of automatically saying yes mm-hmm. trying to take time and sit and pray ask for discernment mm-hmm. and and know that that it's that yes isn't always the most loving response mm-hmm. yeah 
Mm-hmm. It makes me trust. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Sorry. No, go ahead. Um, it makes me think about. It's been this. I've been on this journey the last year to learn about that, <laughs> to learn about mm-hmm. like energy when your work is, or in my life when so much, so much of my energy is oriented to other, is mm-hmm. like how yeah. to move in that and. And I like every day have so many people asking for things from me and mm-hmm. I want to do all of them mm-hmm. <laughs> and they exactly. all sound amazing. And <laughs> exactly. Um, and so, but what's been kind of fascinating for me to discover is like one thing that I've noticed is as long as every time I commit to something, I know at any point there can be a no. Like, so it's kind of like, I'm moving in this and at any point I can say no, I can change, I can let people know what I need for it to, you know, that's been important for me so that I don't go into that place of like, well, now I've said yes and now I'm like swept away Mm -hmm. in this thing. (laughs) And then another one for me has been um, the the, the amazing discovery that when my no's are really good, um, it actually allows for me to be more generous like it mm-hmm. it frees up you know it's like because I've always felt like oh no the no is like getting out of but it actually I'm noticing is like giving me more energy to be generous in a way that's like filled up instead of like a drained place which is fascinating it's like almost like how to mindfully move energy or mm-hmm. something yeah yeah. yeah, I can really relate to that. Uh-huh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I know I really appreciate it when people give me a clear no. Uh-huh. It actually energizes me. <laughs> right, right, totally, totally. <laughs> I'm like, oh, great, you're exerting great boundaries around your generosity. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right, yeah. 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 And I think when when I'm feeling like, yeah, no, this, this is going to take away from my primary responsibility which I'm learning is myself and uh-huh. my children uh-huh. and I I can say no and I can say that it just opens it up for other people to take it on instead and they're often like right. oh great I'd love to do that <laughs> right. like, and so so some of it's just plain old ego uh-huh. like of course you know when in doubt it's usually ego <laughs> it's, like, <laughs> it's like you know it's easy for caregiver types uh-huh. um can't remember what is it on the anagram the, the two the helper the giver it, I think it's the giver yeah. to to get fall into that trap where like I'm the only one who can do it. I'm the only one to save the world. And it's, it's like, yeah, Are you a number two, Selena? <laughs> yeah, well, I don't know if I actually am. Like, a lot of people say that I am, but when I actually, like, do the whole test, I don't usually end up being a two. I can't remember what I end up being. I haven't done it in a long time. Yeah, <laughs> I, I live with two twos. Oh, I see. Yeah. Yeah. Two twos. Aww. Double yeah. trouble. Yeah. <laughs> They're always trying to outgive each other. No, I'll do it. <laughs> oh, no, 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 darling, I'll do it. I'll do it. Oh, sounds like a rush. The chipmunks. It's like one of my mentors would always be like, so spirits actually got it. Like she'd always, you know, like actually spirits got that. And you just need to listen to what spirits asking you, what peace 
Spirit's asking you to show up for. Exactly. And that's, exactly. that's been huge yeah. for me. And it's been huge to watch that in my the people I work with when it's like, actually, can you hand that to Spirit? And it's like, yes. Oh, right. Spirit's going to find a way for this. Not in a, and it's important, Absolutely. not in a, a spiritually bypassing, like, oh, well, whatever. But like, just in a very real, like, there's a bigger energy orchestrating. Oh, exactly. Uh-huh. That's been one of my, the biggest lessons I've learned just like in this past year uh-huh. is is surrender. Uh-huh. I can actually surrender this whole problem to God. Uh-huh. And it's not and it's not like yeah, a shrugging off of responsibility. It's just letting it go to mm-hmm. to God mm-hmm. and trusting because then it just comes down to trust that all, all of a sudden it's like it's not me mm-hmm. who has to do it. Mm-hmm. I just have to tr- trust. And I have to just ask to be guided in my small part in this. Mm-hmm. Like, And maybe my sp- small part on it is like almost invisible. It's such a small part. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, maybe like I've been learning sometimes God's like, say no, that's what I'm needing you to do. Exactly. <laughs> like your yeah, role here exactly. is actually to say, oh, this doesn't mm-hmm. feel right. And yes. watching like that, that exactly. no allows something else to happen. Mm-hmm. And it's like, exactly. Oh, that's where the magic happens, yeah. right? Uh-huh. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's like saying, hey, wield your magical powers for me. Here. <laughs> <laughs> I remember I had a practice once when I was really overwhelmed when the kids were young. And it was, I had a piece of paper divided in half and I put on the left side all the things that I knew I reasonably could do in the day. And then on the right side, I put all the things that I wished I could do or wanted to do, Mm -hmm. but didn't have to be done. And then I, that was my like, give it over to God's side. (laughs) It's like whatever's on the right side of the page. Yeah. Life's going to find a way to figure that out. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. And just like just that process of doing that helped me to actually look for the miracle of that uh-huh. happening. Yeah. 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 Right. Yeah. yeah. It's like now I'm, yeah, it's like now I'm actually asking for help and now I get to actually watch it. Mm-hmm. Watch what happens. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How does, yeah. how does life and God figure this out? Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And to, to to speak from that to generosity i think like i think we're being called to love each other as we love ourselves and i think like that's the the little little key like the little don't forget that part Mm. of that beautiful truth is that we have to love ourselves and we have to like in in an authentic like ego freeing way we have to love ourselves for who who we truly are in a, in a really humble way like oh yeah actually i'm not the savior of the world <laughs> i'm just this one little little star in a whole galaxy mm-hmm. and i can love myself and care for myself so that i can be part of this whole thing and not like you know, burn out too quickly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that uh, in making a practice of being generous to yourself. Mm-hmm. Really, that sounds so loving. Mm-hmm. Well, and that was something Rochelle and I were talking about and Barry before is just this that it makes me think of receiving, like 
to then allow ourselves to receive yeah to receive from spirit and to receive from other people's um generosity mm-hmm. you know to like and really we need to love ourselves and to see the value in loving ourselves to receive it feels like to be like oh i get to like really soak up this generosity that's coming my way in whatever way mm-hmm. and like I think it feels so good yeah. for me when I see someone soaking uh-huh mm-hmm. like it's it's just so good it's uh-huh. like this communion between two people mm-hmm. both people oh, mm-hmm. I feel that absolutely mm-hmm. and I think I've observed people who have a hard time giving also have such a hard time receiving like I think in it's it's kind of the same wound. Mm-hmm. And it's just this like I don't know is it like just the the myth of of isolation. You know that we have to make it on our own or yes. something, right? Yeah, the in- independence. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I definitely received that message growing up. Uh-huh. The only way you can do this is yourself. Is You've on got to do it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, I mean, gosh, that's really hard when, like, that's really hard when there's like so much. Like, how can you? There's no way you can do it. <laughs> For sure. And like the pinched offedness that you experience from yes. that is so painful. Yes. Like to the point where yes. your body, your body starts to go. Okay, look, uh-huh. <laughs> we can't be pinched like this anymore. Yeah. You're mm-hmm. just slowly dying inside. Yeah. You've got to open up that valve to bring it in, and then yeah, yeah. I can relate to that with the like with like I in my patterning I had that for sure like the I'm going to show up for everybody else but like not receive like like mm-hmm. all my needs I have to do myself mm-hmm. <laughs> right like I I'm going to meet all my needs Mm-hmm. Yeah, big one. It's like a big one. It's <laughs> <laughs> so like that's a rough. <laughs> the listeners right now are like, "Oh yeah, me." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it turns out when you have many, many, many people around you that are like meeting you in all these different ways, it's like so much easier to be in life. Mm. Oh yeah. You know, like I just think of each of my friends, and each one thinks to meet me in a way that is unique to them. And it nurtures me in such a way, you know, that like I could never do all of that for myself. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of it is a fear about what you're offering being good enough too, right? Uh-huh. Like it's like, okay, well, what do I have to offer? It's sort of like right. the um, when baby Jesus is in, the <laughs> they're all coming with their gifts to oh, give, yeah. right? Yeah, right? And it's like, oh, I have no gift to give. Right. <laughs> like, I always feel like that. I'm like, oh, what do I have to give? Oh, I love you. It's like, you got to just practice. Uh-huh. Take a step. Try this. Try that. Mm. Yeah. Just make offerings. Uh-huh. Yeah. And presents. That's something that I always find that Rochelle gives me in such a generous way is presence and listening Mm. and I always feel you're really generous with like really tuning into me aw thanks a really big gift to be to feel really felt by somebody yeah oh my yes yeah (laughs) yeah Yeah. I think Rochelle you are so gifted that way Mm -hmm. like um Rochelle's my learning consultant for my children and spent like a good 
hour listening to my 11 year old just go on and on and on and on and on about her life and her stuff. And I love her so much. And you just listen and you just smile and encourage her. And then she's like, okay, bye. <laughs> yeah, and then runs off. I know, unconditional love. Yeah, it was funny. I'm so glad you guys are saying this. It's really validating. Thank you. Mm -hmm. I was thinking before this, I was going, you know, what gift do I have? Well, how am I generous? And then that's what came to me. I was like, oh, uh -huh. I, I hold space pretty well. Yeah. Yes. Pretty well. <laughs> yeah, and that's so generous. Like, that's generous with your energy and your time and your yeah. presence. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah. you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, I wish we could do that for everyone listening, you know, mm. to take time to think. Mm -hmm. Really look at how you're generous, even if you think, oh, I'm not a generous uh -huh. person or I don't do enough. Mm -hmm. Maybe making a list of the ways, even if it's just one big thing that yeah. you do well in generosity. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Like, I just feel like I'm on the receiving end of so much. Mm -hmm. Like, I just see people, they just, I just feel like people just love to love and mm -hmm. love to give. And it just, it's everywhere. Um, it's just so beautiful. And yeah, it makes me sad if, if, um, if people can't see that. Mm -hmm. I know that's the in thing. themselves and maybe maybe because our I don't like why like is our definition of generosity too narrow mm. like it does it have to look like only one thing you know and are we not able to see mm. how it how it um it happens in so many ways. Uh -huh. so, so true. Know. It's if like it's, seen as more of like a, a resort, like a yeah. practical yeah, resource. Possessions. Give away uh -huh. your possessions. Give away your money. Yeah, uh -huh. yeah exactly. Uh -huh. And I think one thing that's really humbling for me, um, I was really sick this time last year for about six months. And I couldn't do anything. Like I couldn't, I couldn't get out of bed most days. And all I could do was be taken care of. And I couldn't do anything for anybody, not, not even my own children. And to just like, yeah, find value and self-worth. And then in, in that sort of place. And then also like feel useful. <laughs> to my community but then also like it's not like I I wasn't aware of the need around me like the needs are continuing and they're always there and my heart is so with different people other people who I know are struggling and I I can't physically help them or different children or family members that I know are struggling and I can't physically help them mm. and so um I've always done a lot of intercessory prayer and I just really dove into that practice where I was like, okay, I can't do anything physical, but I've got all the time in the world to pray for people. Mm -hmm, and right. so just really 
really sunk into that. And sometimes that feels to me like kind of the cheap way out. Like it's really easy to say, oh, well, I'll pray for you. You know, it's like so much easier than like making you food. The lazy prayer. (laughs) You know, it's like, it's like, I think it's just, uh, it's just a humbling. And I think there's, there's just saints out there who, you know, they're not donating millions to charity but they're just quietly going into their room and Mm -hmm. shutting the door and praying for Mm -hmm. people. Mm -hmm. And you might not ever know that they're doing that, but it's so generous Mm -hmm. because what you're giving is your time and your heart. And your energy and your intention and devotion and focus and trust and and you might never ever um, get any sort of recognition for it Mm -hmm. because it's totally quiet. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the anonymous. So there's no. Yeah, it's totally anonymous. Uh And the other thing I've always been taught with intercessory prayers. You might not never get to know um, the effect. Like, I might, you know, pray for so and so who's going through this hard time, and I might never get to uh-huh. know if that helped in any sort of way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that's like true generosity. I mean, if there is a true generosity, is yeah. when you're giving and you just, you might not even get an, any sort of acknowledgement, not a nod, not a smile, not a yeah. phone call, or they're not going to tell anyone else, oh, so-and-so did this for me. Uh-huh. Yeah. Like it's just you're just doing it because it feels, yeah, wow. It makes me think of um, where I've gotten to notice this is I often am doing a lot of like sending love to people that mm-hmm. I love. Like I do that a lot mm-hmm. throughout the day, like constantly, mm-hmm. intentionally. And like sending, and the way that I know that it's doing something is if all of a sudden like I'm going through something difficult and like I don't do it for a day, it's like every person I know is like, hey, like <laughs> something feels different over there. <laughs> uh, and it shows me how much huh, that, cool. like me sharing, like literally, like it's like one day, it's like every person I know, what's going on? <laughs> Because they're because they're feeling they're feeling that you know and it's kind of like whoa that's neat like yeah, I've had cool. that with both of you I've had that uh-huh. with Selena and with you uh-huh. on many occasions right yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah for sure yeah we're all linked right <laughs> <laughs> which is like aw that's and then you just think of then what we're doing really is when one of us is up and we have energy and we're feeling we can like share that. And then when we're having a rough time, then we can receive. And it's sort of this way mm-hmm. we're cycling energy and yeah. intention. Yeah, like ocean waves or your mm-hmm. breath. Mm-hmm.